Merry Christmas, everyone, and welcome to the Coast to Coast Combat Hour. I'm your host, Matthew Hawkins, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ed Carbajal. This week, we're lucky to bring on our uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu combat guru, uh, Ray Robles. Ray, uh, thanks for joining us, man. Man, good to be back on the show, guys. Thanks for having me. Hey, Robles. Hey, Robles. Yeah. Hey, what's up? <laughs> what's up, man? How you guys doing? doing All right. Great. So you so, had uh you had hit us up on the on the community forum about uh the uh, IBJJF uh Nogi World and all the stuff that happened there. Initially, I thought you were talking about the um the uh the stuff with uh, uh Gordon Ryan and and uh, Cyborg, but uh you had mentioned the uh, other stuff that went on. So I mean, why don't you uh why don't you uh take us through it? Yeah, apparently, cr- uh, crazy thing this weekend. I guess they they just uh, put out some video for it uh, today. Um, Half Gracie got into some sort of altercation with Flavio Almeida and and apparently assaulted him. Apparently, the, the police are looking for him. Um, the story was, and, and what I saw in the video, he hit him in the face with an elbow. Uh, some uh, some witnesses around said he then hip tossed him onto the ground, knocked like three of his teeth out. Yeah. Um, and then like when he was out, like unconscious, when he was starting to came through, went back and smacked him in the face. And apparently, allegedly rather, this was all in front of 10 other Gracie Baja members that were around him that entire time. So that's insane because like, like Flavio Almeida, for, for those who don't know, is the brother of Ricardo Almeida. UFC legend uh, uh, trains with with in, in, with the with the, uh, the the Donner Death Squad and and Team Henzo Gracie's one of Henzo Gracie's first black belts and and yeah. Half Gracie's Henzo's brother you know so this is a, it's using saying shockwaves around all across the the jujitsu community like a lot of the Gracie Baja family are, are sitting there saying giving their 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 love and respect to Flavio saying they have his back and everything and 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 Half kind of put out a a weird series of messages like, you know what, it's jujitsu when you need it in real life. This is what it's about. And it's a very big thing right now because a lot of the people in the jujitsu community rather are almost kind of waiting on Henzo to see what Henzo's lead is on this one. Like, you know, is he going to go against his, 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 like his students that he considered he's called for years publicly, his family with the Almeida brothers or his actual blood relative in, in half. You know, so it's been, it's been crazy out there because there's kind of seems to be a little bit of an underlying uh, uh, animosity in that that camp that's kind of between that family right now, which is it's insane. So, well, well, I can tell you from from being in the region and being being in Henzo slash Hoyler territory, um, you know, it's it's been said that that uh, Henzo's the equalizer. You know, usually when he says something is cool, then then everyone else kind of falls in line and, and agrees with him. So. It's uh like you said. I guess we got to wait and see if he says anything about it. Um, but uh, that's crazy. I mean, I don't know. Hal seems to be uh, rubbing a lot of folks the wrong way, or I don't know about rubbing folks the wrong way. But I I know him and Kurt Osiander had a falling out too. That yeah. they sep- they broke yep. ties. So and Osiander op- opened his whole school. So the from what I gather, I mean, the research that I did after you uh, hit us up. Was that it, there seems to be a, a the feud is over a dispute of territory in uh, nor, in uh, actually out by you, Matt in NorCal or yeah NorCal yeah so don't don't call me NorCal I'm well so you know bad. what I mean yeah <laughs> well, you know what I mean like like it's 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 on your side of the of of the coast to coast it's on your coast so you know yeah. what I mean so yeah I I heard the alleged rumors were that um apparently there was an agreement a, a long time back that um that uh, Half and Caesar Gracie had that NorCal area that was theirs and there wasn't supposed to be any Gracie Bajas coming into the area. And apparently a GB school was opening in that area. So Hal took it uh, out against the, uh, the, uh, the, the remainder of the, the, the family there, which is funny because the Gracie Baja lineage is directly off of that Carlos Carlson Gracie side of the family, which are all brothers and cousins, you know, that's, that's Henzo. That's how that's all those guys together. So the, the fact that they've separated and said, this is our, turf this goes back to like almost old school yeah i mean you guys i know you're, you guys are both uh, you know uh, historians of mma and, and, and jiu-jitsu like going back to old school like battles in brazil you know the old shooter box versus top team versus you know that this is very much kind of that old school this is our territory our turf you know it's like you're i'm, I'm half expecting to hear about you know dojo storms and, and everything now coming into that yeah because that is, I mean, that is some deep-seated craziness that you know for for that kind of uh, animosity to happen out there like that that's what's kind of funny, you know, when I think of Half Gracie, he's not, uh, you know, of all the Gracies that at one time 
going back to the NHB days, I mean, he was a big name in the extreme fighting and, you know, and he was kind of, even though there wasn't as much uh, news and ways to find out what was going on in the world, he was always kind of known as the one of the wild men uh, as far as the Gracies go. At least that's the perception I always had. He was kind of a a loose cannon. So, I mean, I've seen him, I've, I've run into him once at an MMA event in 20 years, but you don't really see him around a lot. And I don't hear, you know, I, I know he has some schools and stuff, but I, uh, it's funny that kind of the biggest news he's had in 20 years is <laughs> is him soccer kicking and knocking somebody's teeth out. Yeah. You know. Pride rules, hard man. Elbow. Pride rules, bro. <laughs> yeah, that was a hard I mean, elbow, though. And 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 uh, and uh, uh, Flavio didn't look like he was ready for it because he was kind of leaning against, you know, watching yeah. the match and uh, – Half was facing him, and from the footage, because you know the, uh, whoever put it up on Jiu-Jitsu Times circled, you know the whole thing, and you can see Half pulls back and then just you know leans Rex, into it. Rex him. So, yeah, it's, yeah. That's, and that's and Half's a rough dude. Like his reputation precedes him. You know, like it's like known that if you roll with Half, you're probably going to get hurt. You know, it, it, the way the way you get hurt in a like a Jiu-Jitsu competition or something. You know what I mean? Which, which it's very funny because there actually seems to be kind of a lot of that um, in, in the world of jiu-jitsu, the community, the community of jiu-jitsu right now. There's kind of a, a, a two schools of thoughts. You kind of have that flow, roll, roll easy, just kind of flow with it and go. And then now yeah. you have kind of this this everyday pojada attitude yeah, that yeah. a lot of guys have, you know. And 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 it's and you know loosely translated, it's, it's like go go hard, you know, like go, yeah. go hard as hell every day, yeah. you know, in training. And you got a lot of guys. Uh, in, in down the pipeline who kind of had that attitude. Ralph rather exemplifies that. Truthfully, a lot of it's real smash and go. Like that side is real like smash ahead and go and, and crush guys. And and there's a lot of guys I see like you on, on jujitsu Instagram. You know, you go through and you start seeing guys and everybody with the, the everyday pojada hashtags and stuff like that out there. But the funny part is those are also the guys I see a lot who are like, man, I'm recovering this knee injury and, and trying to get out. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yeah. yo, listen, I'm all about, I get it, train hard, everyday pojada, but I'm also about everyday paying my bills. So I'm not trying to break something and, and not be yeah. able to train. But, you know, that's that's a big, it's kind of a big thing where, where you know, I, I find it funny with the, that that side of the Gracie family with Caesar Gracie and, and, and Henzo and Hal, <clears throat> that even in MMA now, there seems to be a weird thing. Like, I don't, I don't know necessarily the underlying thing. If, if, like, if you notice, like, if you notice uh, on Instagram, you watch them a lot lately. Who's Nick Diaz has been holding, hanging out with a lot all the time now? AJ Azagarm, right? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Always, he's always with AJ Azagarm, who has notoriously had a huge beef with Jake Shields. And Jake Shields, you know, is his Nick's boy, Caesar Gracie Jiu Jitsu, you know, and, you know, and, and, and he's also had issues with Gordon Ryan. And Gordon Ryan is, you know, uh, Henzo Gracie, John's on her, Donna, her desk squad. And Nick, who is Caesar's like top guy, besides like Dave Terrell and stuff like that, is 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 piling around with this guy. And now Jake's out training with the Donna Her Death Squad all the time. You know, so I I wondered like there's like a a, a weird rift in, in the jujitsu. Like I've never like put it to anybody or asked like like Nate or that side of the camp, like, hey, what's what's going on with this? Because you guys like all hate each other, hated each other, but now like your boys are hanging out with people that you guys are like despising and trying to like fist fight up on stage right now. You know, like what's going on in these tournaments and you guys are now all palling around. Like is there is there a a just a, the mindset of like, hey, let's all train and get better, or is there some sort of like underlying rift in that jujitsu family there that's going on between especially Henzo Hal and Caesar's like guys that are all starting to kind of maybe infight against each other. I don't know, man. I mean, it's definitely something that, um, I mean, I'm sure you've dealt with it locally. Like when you think about, uh, and it's, it sucks cause, uh, jujitsu is supposed to be one of those martial arts. Brazilian is just supposed to be one of those martial arts where, uh, dojo politics, uh, is something that is, is left out because obviously, uh, you know, advancement and promotions and, getting better it's it's because of all the live rolling i mean you 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 prove yourself in your performance there's no testing there's no fees you got to show up and put the work in so that which is what and and it's always evolving so that's what separates the art from the other traditional arts that you know from the 70s and all the all the stuff that i grew up with around here you're making me think about stuff uh you know there was uh like when i think about my instructor and uh he was a brown belt longer than he i mean he should have gotten his black belt a long time ago, but because uh, uh, of rifts with, uh, you know, uh, 
leaving who he was under and, and having to find another instructor, you know, eventually he found Kurt Pellegrino and, and got back on track. And, and, you know, now we're like connected with Marcelo's guys and all that stuff now out here in in New York, Marcelo Garcia. But it's like, it's, it's just weird that, uh, you know, it's still, it's all jujitsu. I don't understand why people have to get pissed at, uh, about the, the camps and stuff like that. Like I understand the history and the lineage and all that, but eventually, I mean, if you look at, if you look at the, the reason, the first UFC happened it was to bring jujitsu put put jujitsu on the platform so that everybody sees that this is this is a necessary martial art no matter what your background is if you don't know this then your other stuff's going to fail like it's yeah. it's a it's a necessary ingredient in a hand to hand combat i mean the military uses it ever since the first UFC it's it's definitely been something that everybody knows they have to either even if you're not trying to get the belts and stuff you got to train train to defend against the submissions it's it's definitely it has to be in your toolbox otherwise your toolbox is invalid and um i just don't understand why these beefs have to exist so it, it, it it's it, it's bad for for the art i think it's funny it's, it really is a lot of the old school guys because when you talk to the old school guys they really carry that like i hear these stories and and, and you know how it goes like all of a sudden like like stories you bec- they become legends are they are they kind of romanticized or you know over over you know be, be become just like mythical stories of the back in the day but you hear about those old school brazilian feuds in brazil and like we said earlier going back to those like old school mma teams like like the shooter box yeah. versus brazilian top team versus you know and, and the lineages that break off gracie humaita versus the carlson gracie's family versus the baja guys versus the 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 you know uh marco huas is all side you know like they, yeah. you know, they're no you know and and you start hearing about like the the rift that some of these guys have deep-seated hatred for each other like you know talk, like like while valid ismail gonna uh, gonna go fight i, I was just up, gonna mention you know, that like, yeah <laughs> you know, that is some like deep-seated like old school like 20 30 years like i don't i don't know about you guys like th- there's some people in life that have rubbed me the wrong way but i don't know if i could go blood feud in my like when I'm like in my fifties going to want to fight that guy for something he did when he was 20. I mean, that's some deep seated. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm a, I'm a New Yorker through and through and I got some like anti Boston Red Sox. I don't know if I could be that guy, you know, like, like beat up some old Bostonian. That's because of like, you know, <laughs> damn you big poppy or, or, you know, something from yeah. prior to that. So yeah, absolutely. That's, that to me is like, it's crazy that they still kind of hang on to that. And it's still, in all avenues of jujitsu today, you look at it, you start looking at, you know, we we're talking about, uh, uh, you know, some of those guys like Gordon Ryan in the world. And, and by the way, Gordon Ryan, 23 years old, eight years of training jujitsu. What is he with EBI 170, 185, yeah. an absolute champ. What is him what and his brother? Yeah. Him and his yeah, brother are like, he's a beast. but yeah. even <laughs> at 20, 23 years old has, you know, a, a gold medalist in his weight class in, in ADCC, um, um, brown belt, you know, double champ now at absolute and ultra heavyweight at black belt in eight years of training, beating some of the best in the world. I mean, huge, huge shout out this weekend, but like he did awesome. But then you look at that other side of lineage, some of those old school mentality guys and his issue that he had with cyborg, this this past go around, which is another big story coming out of like IBJJF yeah. worlds, Yogi worlds, is that whole issue between Cyborg and Gordon Ryan, and 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 that whole beef and riff, and and again, it's funny because Cyborg comes from a direct Carlson Gracie lineage, which is Henzo's family, and you know, and they still have that animosity toward each other, and they, and he has that I'm an old school guy, and you're a new school guy, and I got to teach yeah. you respect, and you know, it's it's kind of a weird thing nowadays and that you know that the way jujitsu is with each other you know yeah that's that's what i saw uh i'm sorry i'm sorry matt it's just that he talked about cyborg and i had some notes on that because initially that's what i thought and it was i mean he did uh they also he addressed uh i think he put it on uh i don't know if he released a statement to jujitsu times or put it on social but he said it was because of uh uh, some of the things Gordon Ryan said, I wrote them down. Like he said, he said that all the other black belts should sacrifice their girlfriends to him. Uh, that he was going to dominate Cyborg like a child. So those those were some of the things that Cyborg said was a trash talk that made him invoke this uh, lesson of respect that he wanted to teach him. But uh, go ahead, Matt. That was that was all. No, I was, I was just gonna I was gonna comment on that. Um, obviously Gordon Ryan was the uh, the the winner of the uh, the ultra heavyweight and the absolute uh, division in the no geese. Um, so the match was cyborg. Now I didn't get a, I didn't get a chance to chance to catch it. And that's cyborg Abreu 
uh, for those uh, listening that are more MMA fans and might be getting a little confused. Um, oh, big, yeah. mo- big monster, <laughs> Bra- big monster Brazilian, you know, like the other cyborgs, but a true, true heavyweight. Um, was it, uh, was it Gordon Ryan kind of butt scooting towards, uh, or was you know maybe not well, butt scooting so much, but he was, he was on his, on his butt, right. Trying to pull guard, essentially play the guard game. Yeah, so what happened is that Gordon had been working a lot of wrestling, and apparently he had a neck injury, so he said he wasn't going to go into wrestling, so he went to sit down and start playing a guard game. Now, like, Gordon is a beast. If you get a chance to seriously watch his highlights, and I know you've been in some EBIs. I don't know if you yeah. caught in EBIs he was in. He is a absolute beast. I mean, the kid is good. And and he was trying to play the game. She was like, like sat down, tried to initiate his leg lock attack game that he's phenomenal at. And um, you know, start trying to attack Cyborg, and Cyborg apparently, and and kind of again going through that whole how everything kind of circles back around. Cyborg apparently was warned several times for stalling, for disengaging. One of the things that I know that years back at I believe it was Metamorphs. Met, that's what I, that's where I was going with this. <laughs> so the, the Brendan Shaw thing, yeah, he got caught for shopping apparently, which everybody at first was like, eh. And then you could actually hear it in some of the videos of the match. He was trying to initiate hard, um, like, yeah. grabs. And you could hear, there's one point you heard, like, even in the loud gymnasium, you heard a a, a solid, like, like dad smack of, look, I got it. Yeah. Like, and, and, it's almost I, clubbing him with the forearm, yeah. Yeah, and, 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 and Gordon kind of smiled a little bit about it. Now, I will say this. I've met Cyborg plenty of times. Again, he's a, based out of Florida, South Florida. His fight sport team, phenomenal athletes on his team phenomenal guys he is a great guy a super nice guy I, I got nothing but respect for him he's always been extremely cool he is he's is literally one of the best and and even tom the who's who's gordon's instructor you know said came out as like listen you know not for nothing cyborg should have been fighting in the old man division the fact that he's fighting those young guys and still out there at a top caliber in, in, in the world you know is is a lot to say and he's not just getting by he's winning a lot you know now i, I personally think and, and it's going to jump into another subject but I think that Cyborg, there's a lot of like he ha- he was beaten in the last ADCC by Gordon Ryan in, in rather uh, uh, quick fashion via heel hook. Um, but I understand like as an old school guy and we could talk this and this is where it's going to translate into like MMA as an old school guy. You have this idea of respect and, and the way things are supposed to be. And I completely I get that, you know, just like, you know, you want to have a level of respect. And in Gordon Ryan's, I don't want to say defensive because I have had the honor of talking to Gordon Ryan uh, like via social media a couple of times. I've asked him about seminar rates. And, and from all accounts, from everybody I know who has taken seminars with him and, and, and met him in person, said he is nothing but the, the absolute nicest guy you will ever meet. Like for a young guy. However, he's playing the Conor McGregor game. Yeah. He's playing the game, and and unfortunately, and I think we we kind of talked about this. I think the last time I was on the show, he, he's there is a level in I, I across the board in all combat sports, boxing, MMA, now in jujitsu. In order to get known, yeah. you have to go out there and become this character. Now, I think where Gordon Ryan differs from a lot of the others, Connor had his run of dominance for a long time. Uh, uh, the Chael Sonnens, the 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 Prince Nassim's, all these guys who are trash talkers had their, their long run, but they lost. They lost, and they and they got to the point where they were losing and stuff like that. Now Gordon, at 23 years old, may start losing at some point, but right now he's on a meteoric rise where he's out there and he's backing up his trash talk, and I think that's actually probably more infuriating because, like, hey, listen, Connor can say what he wants. We're all entertained by Conor McGregor. But he's got those L's on his record. We yeah. all seem to take those L's, you know. So like, ah. And that's why the fans can go back and debate about a Conor McGregor or about a, 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 a I don't like the guy personally, a Colby Covington, or, or, or other guys who have that trash talk to their game and add to it because you could always go back and be like, dude, you lost. And that's where I think the fun in it happens. You get a guy like a Gordon, and on the high levels, now he did like get silver to Felipe Pena in last year's ADCC in the absolute. And it's, you know, for, but you see guys like that, that they're starting to like, he's not losing against the top guys and he, and he, and he's winning in dominant fashion. Hell, even his first match at worlds, did you see his first match? One, he, he won by arm bar, but at that point he was already up 47 to zero and the yeah. arm and the arm bar that he finished was legitimately like, he didn't he could have just ripped it. He, you could tell was like, you know, just being respectful by it. He's playing the game and in certain sides, one, the, the older like traditionalists would be like, be respectful, be humble, be that person. Yet he's bringing more eyes to jujitsu. 
He's making yeah. interested in it. He wants to see. He's he's in that that four man bracket for that combat jujitsu against Fabricio uh, Verdum. The same with uh, where, where Vinny Margulation, Josh Barnett, and the other side. That's coming up in like what February, I think, or something whoa, like that. Oh, that's a that's a tournament. It's not just a yeah. single. It's no, it's a, a super it's a, fight. It's a four man tournament. It's Fabricio Verdun versus Gordon Ryan on one side, Vinny Magalhaes versus Josh Barnett on the other. And it's a four man tournament for that, that heavyweight combat jujitsu. And wow. people are going to be buying that out because now they want to see the, the kid wearing the, the cape and the crown and, and he's beating all the top guys in the world. You know, now they want to see that out there. You get another traditionally old school guy in, in, in Fabricio Verdun who had critiqued recently against Wagner Rocha. With the mm-hmm. hand over the doing that 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 uh, yeah. I thought thing he was saying yeah, that's trash and then they went back and forth on it on social media. And, yeah, he, and he's an everyday Pohada guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's like, how are you going to say this? And you're going to be disrespectful yourself in fights that you've had kicking Travis Brown and stuff like that. But you're going to talk about you. This is disrespectful. So you had this old school mentality versus a, a new school way of trying to market, and yeah. it's affecting again. This isn't just juju. I mean, it's it's. I think it's it, for me. And Ed, I'm sure for you, for you, it's it's interesting to see it across jujitsu now. We have those A's, AJ Azagarms and those guys who are trash talking more and getting more clicks and views as to who they are because we're so used to seeing it in MMA. And yeah. I think that it's funny that you see a lot of guys now who are kind of traditionally looking toward MMA and, and saying like, oh, well, that's MMA, but this is jujitsu. It's different. It's like, well, no, you guys want to get that money. You can't you, you can't you got to call it even across the board. You know, and yeah. I think that's where a lot, a lot of guys are starting to kind of go with that. But yeah, well, that's that's the thing though. When you when you start getting stuff on a platform where a few hundred people, a few thousand people can see it, like Flow Combat. I mean, and, and I think I mean me and Matt must have brought up the zone in the last three or four uh, episodes that we recorded for this podcast. But I mean, we are coming into a time where content is easier to consume, obviously on the go with your phone and stuff. You know, all these subscriptions that you can can sign up for, there's a mobile version so you can watch it wherever you're at. And when these, these guys know that they have that platform, so now that they have... And jiu-jitsu was something just like... And when you look at uh, uh, the, the history of like catch wrestling and stuff like that and how it, how it, it's connected to pro wrestling, you know, once once people started watching these things and there was there was an audience... That's when they they decided to to do this uh, this formula where they include the ingredient of showmanship. Um, even um, it was uh, when Combate Americas was leaving Fight Pass and and going to all their different avenues where they where they're on the zone now, but they're on Univision, uh, 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 Azteca TV. I mean, they kept changing. They're on ESPN for a bit there, so that when they kept doing a lot of they did some media stuff here in New York. And one of the things that they had they had a uh, I forget the Mexican pro wrestler, but uh, McLaren hired a pro wrestler to teach the young fighters like how to sell the fights with with the gimmicks that pro wrestlers. And but the, and we're laughing, but it's it's what's all these guys are doing now. You know, <laughs> Alberto, I mean? Alberto Del Rio, right? Dos Caros, the guy uh, who yeah, knocked out by Crocop. Yeah, no, but that's not who the, who they hired. Actually, it was some. Uh, Del Rio brought in uh, whoever oh, the, this rest- the luchador guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like a blue mask uh, man or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's uh, Sin Cara, I think is his name. Sin Cara, that's right, that's right. Do yeah. Do, Dos Caros was Alberto Del Rio that used to be in a WWE F whatever that, that guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh my god, I didn't ever put two and two together there. That's crazy. Yeah, he's, fight, he's he's gonna go back to fighting in 2019. Apparently, he's actually he's actually got like a six and two record or something in MMA. Oh, he's yeah. just yeah. he's just you know in in, uh, in Shudo or something going down in Brazil uh, back then before he before he got his head taken off by Crow Cop. Um, yeah. <laughs> while, while, while we wrap up the the uh, BJJ Nogi. Um, I, I do have a question, and you can plead the fifth if you want. I know you're not afraid to give your opinion. It has to do with Gordon Ryan. Okay. Um, what is the drug testing policy in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? Now, you, you know, okay. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and and, and I'm, I'm saying this because from, say, from an outsider, I... his, his body went from a 180-pounder, you know, t- that was that was lean to a monster. Now I know because what is it? Paulo Paulo Miao a couple of years ago got a pop for. I think in the in the world championships they do do some sort of USADA testing or something. However, I, listen, I you know, <laughs> I, I be careful. See, I don't no, want to no, get no, in trouble. See, see, <laughs> I, 
I will say this. I saw because they just recently, and actually Gordon posted it himself on his Instagram, and I follow him. He's he's got a he's actually got a phenomenal Instagram. If you guys are Gordon Ryan's Instagram is legit. I, think I am he's, following him. Yeah, yeah. he's he's hilarious, and he gets it. He he pokes fun, but he's actually really cool. Um, he posted a picture of himself when he was fifteen, and he was like one of those skinny kids when he was fifteen, but yet he was still like he had these jack of muscle and abs and stuff like that. So I think it might just be genetically he can carry the muscle mass, and he's just now starting to work out and train more. I will say this now. One of the best guys, I I I think he's phenomenal. Again, super nice guy. You know, for for everybody said, um, Keenan Cornelius, phenomenal jujitsu guy, and he, and he brought up a great point where he was like, "Listen, he's like, you know what? We don't get paid in jujitsu, like jujitsu tournaments and stuff." And that's the thing that the trend has got to change, where more organizations are starting to pay their top athletes in jujitsu. So he's like, in order to be in jujitsu, and he brought up a great point. He's like, we can't really necessarily play the villains. We have to be these guys who are who are nice because the fact that our money comes from seminars and private lessons and people want to come see us if we're too much of like basically assholes no one's going to want to come see us now that said there are those guys who go out there and this is the 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 bridge to it there are those guys that go out there and all they do is every week go find an absolute or somewhere and do a high-paid event now i'm not saying that they're like you know living like that 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 connor lifestyle off of like you know tournaments but you know there's like you can see there's like a a, anywhere from a 2500 to a five grand to a ten thousand dollar tournament win around the country where some of these guys just go out there they own a school they teach lessons and seminars they might put out some dvds but they go and they hit those those uh those tournaments as much as they can even at lower levels they'll go in a few hundred bucks here and there that said there's a lot of guys that in order to continue to doing that I'm not going to say myself, I, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm saying Gordon Ryan, I'm definitely not a Keenan, definitely not these guys, but I will say that I do know firsthand of other guys, and I will not mention them. They know that I know that they know that I you know, mm-hmm. they know who are definitely on performance enhancing drugs. Yeah, I, yeah. I was shocked myself. I'm, I'm a little bit, oh God, I'm not, I'm not that young buck I once was, you know, but, <laughs> but like when I go see some of the guys who are masters three, four, going to masters worlds, yeah, I, I see like some 40, nearly 50 year old dudes who are walking around looking like Gordon Ryan. And I'm like, damn, listen. There are some genetic freaks who are always going to be genetically gifted, but you can't be 49, 50 years old walking around looking like, you know, Mr. Olympia without someone saying, you know, come on. You know, I've seen some guys that are just massively strong. So, yes, I, I will say that there are those who definitely utilize performance enhancing drugs in competitive jiu jitsu today. I'm not going to name anyone specifically. I know. People know, but I'm not going to name anybody out there. Are now Gordon Ryan's a person that some people want to say he does. I will not accuse him of that because, like I said, looking at the way he was when he was younger, I know personally I've had friends who are younger and they were ripped, and then they, when they actually started, you know, putting in more calories and muscle training, they got you know naturally bigger. He doesn't look like he's of not. I mean, he's jacked, but he doesn't look like he's. Like, like somebody like he doesn't look like you know when people were kind of questioning Overeem or Brock or something. He's he's not on that point, you know. <laughs> not on that you horse know. meat. Yeah, he's not on that, that horse meat. But you know, <laughs> but at that same level, like you know, I definitely know that there are those. I I, I guess the, the you know, only time will tell with Gordon. I don't believe he is, but only time will tell. You know? Yeah, no, I'm a big fan of his, and I'm not accusing him of it. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I, I wanted to hear your opinion just kind of on the, the scene, I guess, uh, because it's he's, out there. He's, he's been questioned, and it's out there, exactly. It's, it's, it's definitely out there. Yeah, you I, know, I don't know if that, that is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a couple no, other... when, I got black, when I got my black belt, I remember someone, I won't say who, but someone said, like, oh, you, you should get on that TRT and start competing. And I was just like, <laughs> are you crazy? I'm what? like, hey. yeah. <laughs> I'm like uh, no, I'm good with what I do now. I'm fine. <laughs> A couple other quick notes from from that tournament that caught my mind uh, or caught my eye um, were and it's kind of a shout out to Eddie Bravo because it shows that he's pulling some big names in the female divisions. Uh, recently, uh, EBI 18 champion Misa uh, Bastos um, defeated uh, pa- uh, Patricia or uh, Patty Patty Fontes in yep. the in the finals, and that was a rematch from their final at EBI 18. Yep. So that shows basically had uh, two of the top uh, lighter weight. It was a light featherweight in uh, in the worlds, and it was a uh, 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 straw weight in the uh, in EBI. Yep. Um, another one of their champions, the EBI uh, 135 champion, a, a woman who I got to cover her event. Um, I can't. I think it was EBI 16, maybe 15. Uh, uh, Beatrice Mosquita uh, yep. won the uh, won the middleweight and the uh, the absolute. So um, 
you know, props to Eddie Bravo for pulling in the names that are, you know, not just winning his show, but going on and, and proving that uh, they're really the best in the world. Yeah, B has been on. B has been on scene for a while. She's she's awesome. I mean, there's there, there's a lot of phenomenal. I mean, uh, this year's Nogi Worlds really opened my mind. There's a lot of great talent out there. I thought hands down the best brackets I've seen. Great matches. Congrats to all the champs. Tim Spriggs did phenomenal. Five Americans, the most ever who have won gold medals. I mean, I thought it was, it was incredible. Just going out there watching. I mean, I I wasn't out there, but watching on uh, the coverage online that was uh, phenomenal. So I think it's 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 incredible. So I'm I'm looking forward. I think I think that the future of competitive jiu-jitsu outside of the IBJJF, outside, I'm talking gi, no gi, uh, uh, absolutes, big competition. I think it's, it's, it's looking up and I'm really, I mean, as a, as a long time, you know, going this January would be my 20th year doing it. Um, I, I just realized today, um, um, or rather, uh, I, I just had my, 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 what do you call it? My, uh, my, my fourth year anniversary for receiving my black belt. You know, I just, it kind of threw me back on that one. Um, so, but, uh, what do you call it? Yeah. It's, it's been, it's, it's awesome. You know, so I'm, I'm, you know, this as a longtime practitioner jujitsu, I'm glad to see that there's a lot of great avenues for not only the self-defense side, which is really growing up. I mean, a lot yeah. of great, you know, in the military, like, you know, Hoist's program, my coach, John Burke's TJJ program has been taking off, but, the competitive side has been incredible. I love yeah. what Eddie's doing with combat jujitsu. I love, I love that there's this implementation of it. You know, I just, I think there's a bright future and there's a lot of young, talented athletes that they're, they're kids out there. And I, I mean, I know Ed, I know you in your Academy, but definitely in mine, there are kids who I'm oh. looking at between the age of 14 and 17 yeah. where I'm like, geez, yo. And like, Six years, these kids might be ragdolling me. I don't know. I got, I got to try to stay young, and keep yeah. myself going because they're it's it's just crazy. So I think the future is so bright for jujitsu, and I'm oh, I'm, yeah. I'm proud to be a part of that community. And I just I hope that across the board, all the families and everybody involved can kind of like come to peace with things and no more elbows and knockouts at a tournament. Yeah, but man. Yeah, it's it, like I said, it, it's 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 still jujitsu, and we're all part of the same yeah. you know tribe. <laughs> so like 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 whatever's. They got to squash whatever the beasts are, squash it, because uh, you know everybody benefits as long as we're all training and competing and stuff. Elio, Carlos, Oswaldo, Fadas, the size, everybody, it's along the board. Everybody get together and make it great. So yeah, yeah. Going, going right off your saying about the the different avenues now. One guy who's really taken advantage of that is uh is uh, Wagner Rocha, um, kind of a guy yes. who who had he had mixed results in, in the MMA world, um, but uh, somebody who's I mean. He's really taken it by the bull by the horns as far as the, Been on a the, tear. the between combat jujitsu and Polaris and just EBI in general. I know he hasn't, I don't believe he's actually won or an actual EBI other than their combat tournament, but he's gotten to the finals. Uh, I think he actually lost to Gordon Ryan. He did. He lost to Gordon. Yep. You know, and then I covered the, uh, the combat worlds one where he, he won it by actually a TKO in the, in the finals. Um, so, you know, and, and, and he just comes off a, a submission finish of uh, Benson Henderson, uh, which we talked amazing. about. That was you know. incredible. It, it was, you know, the best part about well, the best part because I love Ben Henderson. He's a great guy. He, he's from yeah. uh, John John Crouch's gym, MMA lab, and John Crouch, and my coach John Burke, came up together at, like in the Gracie Academy or, or close friends. Um, but the fact that he he out wrestled Ben Benson in, in a lot of in a parts. I mean that that was those that's something that blew my mind because I mean I've always known Wagner to be a tough guy, a tough competitor, and he has that he carries that everyday pohada, go for go you know go tough. But he was able to, and Ben's known for his wrestling. I mean, he hit some great takedowns on him, and I was I was shocked watching the match. Like it was a one of the the most entertaining matches I've seen in a while. And the fact that he was like to to get to that point and do that, I was really like, I mean, Wagner's been on such a great tear as of late. And like you said, his 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 MMA career might have been up and down and stuff like that. But the fact that right now he's, I mean, like I think he just I, he posted something the other day said that this was his first year ever or in in quite some time that he hasn't fought MMA. He's only solely done it off of doing jujitsu tournaments, either combat jujitsu or nogi or anything like that. And it's had such great set. He's been on a tear where all of a sudden, like, I think that currently with, with guys like Gary Tonin going and fighting in one and, and a lot of some of the other top guys going off into MMA, I think, you know, everybody knows that Gordon Ryan's been on a tear, but I personally, Felipe Pena has been on a great tear. Uh, Ali has been on a great tear, but I think the guy who's been, 
probably right there, right as one of the top guys has been Wagner. And he's been incredible this year. I mean, it's been a, a great to watch how he does it and how he's just like, his style is so like, ah, go for it, grit. I mean, and it's just, it's go for it. And he's like, hey, man, this is jujitsu. It's supposed to be defending from a fight. Why, why are we, why are we pitter pattering being soft with it? Go for it, you know? So, yeah, yeah much respect for Wagner. It seems like he's kind of really enjoying it too. When I first started watching him, um, he seemed like he was a little bit more intense. Now he seems he's still an intense competitor, but he seemed like it was. It, it, I see him smiling a lot more now in his recent stuff. Seems yeah. like he's really embracing the. I guess it's easy to embrace winning, but he's he's just enjoying. Um, he seems to be enjoying what he's doing. Um, and he seems like he's a little bit more friendly and approachable from somebody you know from the outside who might be eventually looking for an interview or something like that. Oh, Whereas- he's nicest guy. Trust me, I've been meeting him at tournaments and competing against his team a lot of times. Super nice guy, and I think one of the best things for him too is like his kids compete. I don't know if you saw, you know, his kids are competitors and stuff like that at school, and they do great as well too. Great family. I mean, I, I, I'm a, I'm a fan of Wagner. I think like he's a really great guy. So yeah, definitely should talk to him. He's got a lot of good stories in history. Cool. One guy uh, who's kind of going the opposite route of him is uh, Dylan Dennis, going from, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always joke because when I first heard the name Dylan Dennis, I started watching him and all I ever saw was him lose. I saw him lose in the worlds. I saw him lose to Jake Shields. Not, you know, not, not get owned, but um, I, I know, uh, I know you have some opinions on, on how Kavanaugh's kind of building him up. And, and obviously he's all over social media talking mm-hmm. himself up. Um, how do you see that ending? I, him getting knocked out brutally. And I would cheer, honestly, Again, and 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 Ed, you might know more of it up in the uh, the 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 tri-state area up there. Um, the 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 D- Dylan has come off real like you know he got kicked out of Marcelo school and and he's he's not necessarily known as a as a humble or nice guy you know and and look again I don't fault anybody for their hustle if you want to go out there and try to make it making it stuff like that. However, I will say this: the talk of him being this like oh top uh, grappler in MMA and stuff like that. There's let's go Damian Maya, Jacques Gray, uh, yeah. uh Gary Gary Tonin, um um God go Fabrizio Verdum. Uh I mean there there's a a Crone Gracie. Uh, uh there's so yeah. many guys. Ne- you can throw are, Neiman Gracie in there with ne- the way Neiman he handled Gracie. Ed Roof. Ne- oh yeah. my god, yeah, Neiman yeah. Gracie. You know, there are so many guys who are out there right now whose jujitsu is substantially better than his. He's eight what is it, 18 and 16 as a black belt against top competition. And a lot of the, the tournaments he's won have either been really, really small local scale or he's like won a first round and been obliterated in the next rounds. He hasn't beaten anybody good. He's, his jiu-jitsu style, well, I will give him credit for this. His style is attack, attack, attack. And a lot of times in such tournaments I've seen him in, it's left him susceptible to getting points scored on him because he's not necessarily worrying about um, – per se like a, a, a defending position so he gives up points easily however the guy hasn't won anything all this talk about him being great win something you haven't won in jiu-jitsu you fought one guy in mma who literally like uh, uh, some of the kids in my kids class could beat him some of the kids in my tournament team could have beaten that guy zero ground game didn't even try to defend it i mean you sit back for that much of a garbage leg lock against a guy that was doing yeah. they're gonna posture up and blast you in the face on try look what happened between when pede pano another phenomenal jiu-jitsu competitor for years tried doing that to andre alaski andre alaski postured up and beat the snot out of him look yeah. at me like there's so many guys out there who are way better and have have the credentials as well as the 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 the, the, the accolades of that has won in in MMA and most importantly in that jujitsu community, yeah, have, have have done way better than this guy has. And I know he gets a lot of clout because he's he's you know Connor's lapdog, and he got a lot of this. But I I really feel like you know again, kind of, it's it's again kind of getting back to a point we touched on earlier. Does everybody need to be Conor McGregor to try to sell themselves? And if everybody's trying to act like that, doesn't the, the the bit get stale and then it doesn't work for anybody? Then if if that's the case and it's stale because we hear everybody touting themselves as the greatest and we have to look at actual accolades and what they've done, Dylan, you don't measure up. There are no. guys that you do, you absolutely do not measure up. So let's stop talking about it. I, I would love to see listen, I, I'm not I don't want to see the guy go out there and get hit by a bus or nothing, but I would love to see him shut up, put in his rounds, work, go out there and fight some fights. But right now, I don't even consider him in yeah. like in jujitsu. He is not a top one hundred competitor. He might not even be a top two hundred competitor 
in the world of jujitsu across the board, all weight classes and everything. And the fact that people are touting him, and this came from the UFC hype machine when they were like, oh, Connor's jujitsu coach is world class, best in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gunny Nelson is a better jujitsu practitioner than him and has the accolades to back it up. Gunnar Nelson is legit in jiu-jitsu. Another Henzo Black, but a phenomenal guy. Can destroy him, I guarantee, in matches. And I don't care what's going on there. Absolutely can destroy him. Until Dylan showed me that he can actually do something recently. Not at Brown Belt Worlds years back. Recently, I think they just need to put a pin in that guy. Like, like take that air out of him. Because, you know, as soon well, as Connor decides to hang it up, no one's going to care about Dylan Dan. Yeah, well, the thing is, with, with the whole thing, I mean, if Connor... And anybody like you, you, you uh, read off a bunch of names before with Nassim Hamed and, and I forgot who else you mentioned, uh, Chael and all them. But, you know, eventually some somebody shuts them up. It always comes around for those guys. You know what I mean? I mean, it came around for Connor with Khabib and, uh, you know, d- like you said, Dan has fought one fight. I mean, you know, as soon as they put him against somebody that that that's uh, moderately good at grappling and, and you know, uh was it Henner? Henner's the one that has that thing, uh, the Boyd belt system, where or or the, you know you hear the same thing like Mike Tyson said. As soon as you get you get hit in the face, you're gonna drop your level is gonna drop. Whatever if you're a black belt, when you get hit in the face, you're gonna be a brown belt. Mm-hmm. So on. <clears throat> All right, Hoist is the best quote, man. A black belt only covers two inches of your ass. You better be mm-hmm. able to cover the rest. And right now, honestly, I don't know that his striking looked awful. I I, I would actually put. I, I, what, what is what is Dylan fighting? What was his MMA fight? Was he at seventy or fifty five? One seventy. Oh jeez! Yeah. There's a murderer's row of guys. Yeah, phenomenal grapplers in Bellator, especially like, in Bellator. Yeah, yeah that, who will murder him? Like like he, well, he, well, Neiman already said he wanted him before he jumped in the tournament. Yeah, when he when he when he resigned with Bellator, he was like, put me because he didn't know he was going to be in that tournament yet. So uh, when he signed his, his new contract, and Dennis was making noise, Coker jokingly was saying yeah he's my he's the co-owner with me or whatever so neiman was like yeah well then let me fight him and then now he's in the tournament so you don't want but, uh, that you don't want no. none of that <laughs> no. yeah. speaking of uh face punching um we are recording this a couple days in advance so hopefully all the matchups hold up but it is ufc tw- uh two like a whole week in advance <laughs> 232 fight week and uh yep. and, and it's and it's rising week yeah. um you know, I'd like to get some of uh, your guys' opinions on on these fights. And yeah, but we gotta we have we gotta make that disclaimer clear because anything could happen between now. Yeah. I mean, we could Hard call a fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So so uh, so so UFC two uh, thirty two kicks off with uh, Chad Mendez uh, coming off a dominant win over Miles Jury uh, against uh, Alexander Volkanovsky, uh, who finished uh, uh, Elkins in in his previous bout. Um, how do you see that one, Ray? You know, I, 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 I think Chad Chad Mendes has had that time off and stuff like that. I think I think this is his last good run, and I mm-hmm. think he's going to go on a run. And I, I actually can't wait for that Chad Mendes Holloway fight if Holloway stays at you know forty five. You know, I, I think Chad's. I, I'm I'm going with Chad in this one. I think he's just, he's just all around. Like he's always been a top guy. You know, so I don't see him have fallen off with any like any, and that win, like you said, was incredible. He, he on his comeback, so I'm I'm going Chad Mendes with this one. I actually am going to go Chad Mendes stoppage on this one. Hmm. How about you, Ed? Uh, well, I mean, I I only started making my notes because uh, obviously I have to submit my official picks to MMAnews.com towards closer to uh, weigh-in time, but. As of right now, when I was looking at the records, just glancing over them for for this, um, <clears throat> I think, I mean, I think the time off, like like uh, Ray said, I think the time off will help him. But uh, Chad, Chad, I feel like his his I don't want to say his chin is suspect, uh, but uh, Volkanovski's got definitely got the power to put him away. So, I, um, but the time off could help him. So it's hard for me to call right now. I got to do more homework. I'm I'm still kind of leaning towards. Volkanovski though yeah I'm going I'm going with Mendez um four losses in his career two to Aldo uh one to Frankie Edgar um can't recall the third one or the fourth one off the top of my head uh maybe somebody from uh, WEC uh, earlier in his career uh but it was it was the uh Connor Mm-hmm. Oh, it was Connor. So yeah. there, there you go right there. I, I was at the, I was at the but that was fight. short notice I feel like that, that one should yeah yeah, uh, so, yeah, I, yeah. 
and he so was right, winning that. Right, right there, you got Connor, Aldo, and, and Edgar are his, are the only men on this planet to beat him. Um, I'll go with Mendez. I actually think I'll take the the stoppage too. Um, I think Volkanovski's got a, a bright future, but yes. I think that uh, this might be one that he's got to uh, come back from uh, to prove that he's you know, a, yeah. able to, to, to move up the ladder. Um, next bout, uh, Ir Latifi, uh, coming off a win over OSP against Corey Anderson, who, uh, had a big win over, uh, Glover Teixeira. Uh, I'll take the quick lead on that one. I'm going to go with Corey Anderson. Um, I think he's a little bit more well-rounded. I do like Latifi. I, um, he's fun to watch powerful guy, uh, who puts a hurt on people, but just for just, I mean, it's kind of a coin toss actually in my mind, but I'll go with Corey Anderson just because I think he's a better, well-rounded MMA fighter. Uh, how about you, Ed? Uh, I mean, I'm 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 uh, I'm actually going with Latifi only because he's got a uh, he's got more recent finishes. I mean, where I know Corey Anderson beat uh, one against um, Glover and stuff like that, but there was those were decision wins. So I'm kind of leading. You know, I always kind of that's this is me. Like again, I got to do more homework, but. I'm going with my heart. I, I like finishers, and, and I'm leaning towards Latifi. I, I'm, a, I'm actually going to go with, with uh, Anderson in this one just because I do think he is better, more well-rounded. And if he could pull Latifi into the deep waters and kind of maybe tire him out, I always wonder a guy like that. Sean. But the thing, the thing about Latifi, it's hard to, to bet against him because he's a guy that could finish the fight in, in a second. Like, if, if you're out there, boom, then game over and lights out. So he's one of those guys that, like, you know, I don't ever think anyone's just going to, unless he gets demolished, like, he's always in the fight. But I always think that because of his size and, and how he's built, the longer the fight goes, the, the worse it's going to be for him. Um, so I'm, I think that with the fact that Anderson is a known distance runner, in a sense, where he's always he's, he's mm-hmm. heavier on decisions, I think that he's going to take him to deep waters and his more well-rounded game is going to keep him out. But he's going to – I'm, I'm going decision mm-hmm. for, for Anderson. So. <clears throat> Moving on to the next bout is uh, Michael Chiesa uh, coming off two losses to uh, Kevin Lee and then Anthony Pettis most recently at uh, UFC – uh, 226. He takes on Carlos Condit, who sadly has seemed to lose to almost everybody recently, <laughs> yeah. losing, losing five out of his last uh, six bouts. Um, Ed, why don't you take the lead on this one? Of course, you got to give it. Put me in the hot seat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> only because it's Carlos Condit. I mean, obviously the natural, the natural born killer is, is ain't what he used to be from what we've seen lately. So I mean, I hate to say it. I mean, he could pull one out of his ass. You never know. But I, just to go back to the other fights too i mean it seems like 20, it's the last pay-per-view of 2018 and um i think luke thomas said it uh during one of his recent uh serious shows it seems like in this sport that the young are eating the old and i, I i'm gonna i'm gonna have to i know carl's content ain't that old but michael chiesa is still like a newer younger fighter in respect to their careers and stuff so i i think uh that that my and chiesa probably Wants to put a bean on somebody after the 223 stuff. He had to heal up from the cuts and all that stuff. So I, I feel like uh, I, I'm leaning towards Michael Chiesa. Is it Chiesa or Chiesa? How do you say it, Matt? Chiesa, according to the pronunciation. <laughs> I know we've been through this before. Right? So I'm, uh, uh, Just breaking your balls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you say, uh, Ray? Yeah, you know, it's so funny because I personally feel that Condit has more tools to win. And if Kiesa wins, it's going to be, I don't think he's going to stop Condit, but Condit just looks like his heart has been gone out there. He's, he's almost uh, on this card as well, too. He's almost kind of in that BJ Penn, you know, boat. You know, where it's like, you know, like yeah. Penn versus Hall's on that same card. And like all everything inside me says that BJ should win that fight. He's got better jujitsu. He's got better striking everything. But if he just shows up like, I'm just here to collect a paycheck, Hall's going to beat him on the decision. And I feel like, yeah, like, like Condit could stop Chiesa. Chiesa can decision win Condit if he's just kind of lackadaisical. And I mean, I'm uh, that's a pick. I'm, I, I think I'm more leaning toward. Uh, I, I got to go with you, Ed. I think I'm leaning more toward Michael on this one because I feel like it, unless Condit said he what he's going to continue fighting just to kind of make the money, right? I mean, it's, he's not going to quit fighting just yet. So I mean, I can see him running out his contract, going over to Bellator, you know. But I, I just I, I don't know. I, I give it to Michael on this one. I wouldn't be surprised if Condit wins, but I'd, I'd give it to Michael on this one. Yeah, I mean, my brain tells me that, but I, uh, part of me thinks that Condit's got one more in him. I don't think he's going to, you know, I don't think he beats anybody any ranked any higher than uh, Chiesa. Um, but for some reason, I just feel like he's got one more one more victory in there. I, I think he knows, basically, if he loses this, you have, you know, five fights in a row. 
whether, you know, he either goes down to the fight pass prelims, basically, or he gets cut and is in Bellator or, or Ryzen. Ryzen would probably actually be a pretty cool fit for him. Um, yeah. Kind of with kind of with his aggressive, uh, you know, knees to the head and possible soccer kicks. Um, moving on, then we get probably, in my opinion, well, I don't know if it's my opinion, but I think it's probably the biggest, uh, biggest fight in, in women's history. Um at least not maybe, you know, Ronda always had the eyes, but um, for actual competition and, and uh, two of the baddest women to ever walk this planet, Amanda Nunes and, and Chris Cyborg, um, Nunes challenging her for her featherweight title. You know, as much as I, I like Nunes and, and I think she's a badass, I think she's uh, getting into uh, some quicksand here and I don't think she'll be able to figure out how to get out of it. And I, uh, I actually think Cyborg might come out really aggressive in this fight yeah. and fin- finish her in the first round. <laughs> to make a point. I, I personally feel like, and, and I'll go on record and say it, Cyborg has lost a step. Chris Cyborg has lost a step. She's slowing down. You can see in all her fights because how many people she put out fast like she used to, she has lost a step. However, her leg kicks are dominating. She's heavier, and Nunez likes to come straight forward. Now, Nunez yeah. can knock her out. I love the aggression and, and, and the fight in her, but this is a fight that Cyborg will not lose, yeah. but – I don't see Cyborg getting all through next year without losing a fight. She might lose to Holly Holm. If Megan wins against Kat and then they put them together, I could see Megan beating her uh, just because of size and stuff like that. But, like, Cyborg's definitely slowed down. But uh, Nunez plays right into her strengths. She's going to get leg kicked to death, you know, and Nunez doesn't really check those kicks as well. And and she's just going to probably, like you said, first-round KO or TKO, Cyborg wins this fight. Yeah, no, that's pretty much what I was gonna say too. Only thing I wanted to say is like I don't think I don't I don't know if I agree that she's missing a step. I I feel like she's just been trying to uh, she's been trying to show people that she's just not this this monster that comes out. Because I actually thought she fought a really smart, really smart <laughs> fight, <laughs> really fart, really smart fight against against uh, Holly Holm. That's that's my devil's cut kicking in. But uh, <laughs> but um yeah, you know like like I thought she she was she fought intelligently. And um, so I don't know if that's her missing a step or just trying to show, you know, the UFC level casual fans are just finding out who he is that like, I'm not just this, I'm not just this female beast that, that, that's cleaning house. I, I'm, I'm a smart fighter, which I, I've always known she's a smart fighter because I've been watching her as long as uh, we all have, but yeah, I, I got cyborg. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, again, I, I think, dominant. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and, but her time's going to come, it, it happens to everybody and, and, uh, you know, yep. This is MMA. You run into a punch and you're yeah. you, wake, you wake up and somebody else has got your belt. So, yeah. um, you know that puts us into the uh, the main event, which is a light heavyweight uh, championship fight. They'll be stripping uh, Daniel Cormier uh, as the opening bell rings. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that either. Uh, it's it's kind of so early, but um, well, he hasn't defended the belt in a while. I can't I can't be hypocritical if I wanted it to happen to Connor. So, mm-hmm. um, with with that said, uh, Jones uh, Gustafson. Um, Clearly, two of the other, you know, top three uh, light heavyweights in the world, other than Cormier when he's at that weight. Um, great fight, uh, rematch from their fight a handful of years ago, uh, where uh, Jones won a controversial decision in, in a really, really close fight. Um, I'm actually going to go with Gustafson by decision. Um, I know that's probably not the most popular pick in the world, but I think uh, Jones coming back. Um, if he was really doing steroids, I know there's controversy on that. Um, he, he, this might be, this legitimately could be the first fight where he's not doing them, which could, <laughs> uh, play mentally into it. Um, I, I just, uh, I feel like I said, this is MMA and eventually stuff gets caught up with you. And I think Jones playing games with his career and, and, and outside the cage, uh, I think this might be the fight where he loses a decision and actually makes him come back a better fighter in the long run. Um, but it's kind of a wake up call that he can't play games and, uh, and, and, and continue to, to dominate, uh, the way he has in the past. Uh, what do you say, Ed? Uh, well, the, you know, so <clears throat> Gustafsson by Jones admission is, uh, uh, John Jones toughest fight. Like when you, when he's been asked in the past, he said, uh, you know, Gustafsson's the, the guy that, that, uh, I definitely need to do it again against just because of how it went the last time. Um, but, uh. So th- what you said is interesting, but it does. I don't know if it's going to make me change my mind, only because. Um, so Gustafsson was supposed to fight Volkan Uzdemir, and he and he claimed injury and didn't fight. So he's had time to rest, but he's been more active than John Jones. 
Um, because obviously John Jones has been suspended, but the time no, off. No, but actually, that's uh, that's not correct. I mean, I hate to cut you off. Um, Gustafson Jones fought July. Gustafson hasn't fought since May of 2017. Okay, uh, so jo- Jones fought July of 2017 against Cormier. So, so they're about the same. They're about but, the same. Yeah, yeah, but I, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, so they they both have the same cushion of time off or whatever. So that might that might work in either man's favor or it won't. I mean, when you when uh like it's like uh, with Ray said with Chad Mendez, maybe for Jones the time off because he he doesn't. Uh, I don't know how real that injury was that Gustafson had because when he was supposed to fight Uzdemir. Um, you know what I mean? Like I think it was a nose thing he was saying that happened or something to that effect. Something I'd, like I'd, that. I'd have to look back and see if if how if that's something that's going to affect him when he if he's fresh enough to fight now. Um, he seems like he wants to uh, move fo- move past that. It's obviously been something that's been hanging over his head. But I want to say that since he fought since that fight, it's not we haven't seen the same Gustafsson. You know what I mean? Like I think he left his best the best version of himself in the in that cage when he fought John Jones because they beat the hell out of each other. But um, I don't know. I I, I think. Uh, I think maybe uh, I want to say maybe uh, uh, I'm I'm agreeing with you, and that uh, I think Gustafsson could have uh, pull it off this time. Both men want to finish. I don't know if you guys listened into the media conference call they had today. It was actually a couple hours before we started recording, because um, we're recording on a Thursday before the week of event. But um, uh, he seems more focused. John Jones is. Still, I mean, John Jones is always laid back though. So. And he's also an anomaly in the sport. I mean, obviously, he's just naturally gifted. But uh, those gifts, you know, who's to say how long they last? I'd, I'm leaning Gustafsson. Ooh, nice. Look at you guys. I will say this. Uh, my, my take on it, and, and I, I haven't really got a uh, uh, from the heart, like I think, a solid pick. I will say this. All the pressure is on Jones. All the pressures on Jones. I don't care what he says. With all the controversy, with everything coming back, the, the fact that he can regain that title right now, all the pressures on Jones. And you could say, well, he's been in that spot a billion times before. He's going to deal with it. But like you said, if this is the first time he's actually off of steroids, will it mess with him? Will he not have that little extra thing inside there with him? Mm-hmm. Gustafson has had some phenomenal matches since that point. Yeah, he's been up and down. He lost to Rumble, lost that. Well, I thought he beat Cormier. I thought he beat both Jones and Cormier. You know, but you know, he's he's had those nuts, but he's come back strong and he's won some phenomenal fights. I think the injury might have been, you know, you know, strategic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Strategy. Yeah, you have Strategy. a devil's cut. Too. I went, I, I, yeah. I went, <laughs> devil's lettuce. Now, <laughs> so I, I I think he went um I think he might have known that. Hey, listen, I got the shot at Jones or Cormier. I'm not going to fight some this guy and risk it. I'm, let me let me sit out until the offer comes because no matter yeah. what, still a top guy. So I think it was more, uh, uh, you know, it was he knew what was going on. He's like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for the big payday, yeah. and I think he's nothing left to lose. He's nothing to lose because no matter what, even if he loses to Jones again, he's still beating everybody else right behind Jones. And he's going to go out there, and they're going to probably run it back just on the strength of of the fact, especially if it's a decision, they're going to run it back on the fact that oh, everybody thought he won the won the first one, and if it's a close match, I sure as hell know they're going to run back a third. You know, so I, I honestly think that there's less stress on Gustafson now. He just yeah. go out there, like you said, he's amped because he knows he's like I got this. Like he fought tough. He's already he's already been in the fire with him, and he's not afraid of it. He's take those punches. He's gotten the elbows. Yeah. You know he's bled, but you know he knows he could come back strong with it. So I, I personally think that it's a it's a toss up. Obviously, John Jones has all these phenomenal tools. It, it's it's a toss up. I, I I feel like I'm in the middle, but I might be leading toward Gustafson. I think his time might be now, especially for all things considered. I I think he's got nothing to lose, and all the pressure is going to be on Jones. So it really is a, is a toss up fight. I don't think any. I know there's a lot of the people on the forum who kind of feel like they're they're the diehard Jones supporters, and I, it's not crazy to think that John Jones will win, you know. But yeah. I don't. think It's going to be a blowout for anybody. I don't yeah. think. It's gonna, Blowout, it's, you know? it's also his first fight back, and if you remember the first fight back that he had against uh, OSP, uh, yeah. when when he came back with, I mean, even though he did really well, people were very critical of it, and it wasn't the best John Jones. So, it, I mean, I feel like if that's the John Jones that shows up against Gustafsson, uh, Gustafsson might 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 have his way with him. I still, I mean, it could go to the end. I mean, I don't see John Jones getting knocked out. Uh, or submitted by Gustafsson, but but I still uh, I don't know. Like you said, it is a toss up. They both have similar body types, which is why I think uh, Jones had such a hard time with him. 
uh, I mentioned it last week or the week before about the whole ectomorph body type in combat sports and how I think uh, those long, lanky, wiry... I mean, you, you could comment on it yeah. too, Ray. Yeah. You know, those long, lanky, wiry guys are definitely harder to deal with, whether you're grappling or striking or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. <clears throat> I'm definitely... Uh, I'm definitely with uh, uh, with you on on that too. That it could be fifty fifty. Yeah, and then uh, so that wraps us up for UFC. Um, hell of a card. Hopefully, it holds as we yeah. said. And then uh, <laughs> and then and then right before New Year's, uh, obviously Ryzen has its uh, end of the year bash. Um, hopefully, we get a broadcast deal that where we can all watch it. Um, but a huge main event where Bellator sending their bantamweight champion uh, Darren Caldwell uh, to fight the. Uh, the master right now of uh of japanese mma uh kyoji uh horiguchi um you know great fight champ versus champ uh i uh i'm a huge horiguchi fan i got to meet him a couple years ago at the ufc expo and he was a a real cool guy you know didn't really uh speak great english and stuff but he was really super friendly and uh just just cool actually uh probably my favorite 125 pound fighter uh currently going um with that said um it kind of makes me sad to think but i think caldwell's going to use his wrestling and i think yeah. he's actually going to bore this fight up a little bit which will be disappointing probably to end it i know it's followed by the tension mayweather fu- uh exhibition bout but um i i, I want horiguchi to win um for Ryzen, I want Ryzen and Japanese MMA to take off. Oh, but, do you? Uh, is that is it really? I can't you tell. Think, by the shirt. You think? <laughs> yeah, no, 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 yeah, yeah. So, uh, and that was my New Year's, uh, my prayer prayer for 2019 was that Ryzen takes off and and Fedor dominates. But um, with that said, uh, you know, I got to go with Caldwell. I, I think his wrestling's just too damn strong. Yes. Um, short short of him walking into a soccer kick or something that he's a, a little maybe not used to. Um, yeah. being in the unified rules his whole career, I'm going with Caldwell. Uh, Ray, you seem to be agreeing with that. Cal- Cal- his wrestling is legit. I mean, like, and, and yeah, Caldwell. His, re- just based on wrestling, like, actually, I think that's a great assessment that it might kind of be. I hate saying this. It might be Ben Askrenish, you know, <laughs> where it's safe, it's takedowns, pound them up a little bit, but not, you know, I definitely Caldwell. I, I'm picking him just based on wrestling solely. Yeah, I mean, you know, he trains out by you, Matt. So. Uh... Um, but he's actually from around these parts, so I gotta go Caldwell. He's from Rawway, New Jersey, not 20 minutes oh. from from where I live. And uh, actually, uh, uh, he went to my, my my brother's girlfriend went to school with him, and they they keep in touch. So I'm hoping we can get him on here maybe afterwards. Rawway, huh? Isn't that where Emmanuel Yarbrough <laughs> wanted to run the UFC title back to uh, UFC three? <laughs> Rawway, New plan, Jersey. His plan was taking all the way back to Rawway, if I remember hey, right. Hey, a lot, a lot of amateur uh, MMA and pro wrestling uh, goes down in Rawway, so I wouldn't be surprised if if that's nice. something. Well, we need to wrap this up. Uh, it's been great talking to you, Ray. Real quick, oh, um, in the in the last episode, uh, uh, Ed asked uh, me and uh, and Nolan King what our what our wishes for 2019 were in MMA and, and Ed actually never got to, I don't think he ever got to chime in on what his wish was. So I'd like to ask Ed and then ask Ray, um, if you could have one wish or two wishes, we'll go with two, uh, for the, for the next year in 2019, uh, what would you like to see happen? Uh, for me, it was Ryzen taking off and Fedor winning the heavyweight grand prix. Ed, what do, what do you say? What are, what are you looking forward to in, in, in your wish for 2019? Um, I'm hoping to cover more events. That's all. And, and uh, just keep, keep, uh, the sport keeps growing. I'm hoping more MMA comes out this way to, to the region, New York and New Jersey. And that's pretty much it. How about you, Ray? Crone Gracie, <laughs> UFC champ. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't going to happen next year. But I, I honestly, I, I just, I would like to see a more diverse, I, I, love what the UFC's doing. We all, of course all love UFC, but I want to see the Bellator, the one FC's rising, everybody growing up to make it a, a, a very truly competitive market to yeah. have those. And then maybe eventually everybody's saying like, you know what, especially with rising and Bellator kind of leading the way right now, let's have a champ versus champ card. Let's do something along those lines and maybe have the UFC with this, the trade aspect going down. Maybe let's have a little bit more put together a card that that could possibly happen or at least do the, the work of it to announce maybe for 2020 or 2021 doing a, a sort of grand p grand prix rather where champions can fight amongst each other that would be kind of phenomenal you know so hopefully all the best is this, yeah. you know even out the playing field yeah <laughs> i think i think we're getting there i think we're getting there i mean we'll see in 2019 but this is the best this is the closest we've ever gotten to that yeah we've all we've been wanting that for years so hopefully that 
you know, I'd take that uh, all day long if we could get champ versus champ and, and good agreement between organizations. Um, yeah. Obviously, 1FC announced a huge card uh, for their Japanese event coming up. We'll yeah. cover that in the next couple of weeks uh, leading up to and, that. And, and I'll be covering, actually, New Year's Eve. I'll probably miss Rising because I'll be at the Garden for Pro Fight League's championship event where everybody's fighting for the million-dollar prize and for their weight classes. So nice. uh, if you're not following me on Twitter, at Carbase, I'll be covering it for Front Proof Media on New Year's Eve. Yeah, and if you don't catch the Ryzen event and you're not sleeping, that'll be uh, New Year's Eve. I believe the event starts at 7 p.m. Eastern time, um, and it'll be on the big NBC channel as far as I understand it. So yep. tune into that one. Uh, Ryzen, uh, keep an eye out on Twitter for their feed. Uh, UFC two, uh, or 232 is uh, December 29th. Uh, normal start times, uh, 7, 10 Eastern uh, pay-per-view uh, on the normal pay-per-view avenue for them uh ray real quick uh throw out any uh sponsors any names your uh, six levels in, in in winter garden florida six levels orlando.com yeah six levels yeah <laughs> we, we had a great year with our competition team looking forward to a phenomenal year moving forward uh john burke's tactical jiu-jitsu program check that out he, john is phenomenal with uh, self-defense uh, self-defense tactical combative stuff that he's teaching law enforcement military it's, it's incredible um a lot of great young fighters coming up uh too many to go into but i I'm, I'm, we're, hopefully maybe by the middle of next year i'll start name dropping some up-and-coming guys who are gonna start getting on the scene that you know i gotta start you know putting out there and plugging and promoting but yeah uh, but send other, them our way <laughs> yeah absolutely but other than that i mean uh guys that's pretty much about it just you know thank my gym thank my family you guys at mmac community you guys have been awesome this year um and yeah yeah t-mac mm-hmm. um and uh and that's that's pretty much about it man thank you very much um well, base base GJJ Ray. If you guys want to follow me on Instagram or Twitter, you know at B A S S G J J R A Y. Check that out. Um, and uh, other than that, it's pretty much about it. Yeah, and you're you're uh, you're under at Rhino on the MMA Community dot com yes. forum. Rhino on the uh, forum, <laughs> so people can chime in there. See you putting uh, Conor McGregor nut hugger in his place on a daily basis. <laughs> um, uh, and fans as usual can follow us at Combat Hour on Twitter. Uh, myself at MMA Hawk 21 on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow Ed at on Twitter at Carbizal and at Carbeerzal on Instagram. Uh, guys, have a great Merry Christmas. Thank you. Uh, you happy too. Happy New Year. I'm sure I'll be keeping in touch over the next week and a half. But uh, if not, like I said, Happy New Year, Merry Christmas, and look forward to talking to you guys in the next uh, next year. Uh, Ray. Uh, you know, you want to, we'd love to have you kind of be our BJJ guy. Come on here occasionally and what, give us whatever. updates on the world. Yeah, that, absolutely, that'd be outstanding. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you guys. Thank you very much for having me. Appreciate it. Peace. Awesome. Ciao. Hey, y'all. East Coast Ed here. If you'd like to support this podcast, you can be a monthly supporter for as little as 99 cents a month. This podcast will always be free, but if you help Matt, an eye out for future episodes supporters will be shouted out on the show and large supporters will be randomly selected to do predictions for a big pay-per-view event in the future so please click the support tab and enjoy the show